Hey, Tom Parry, look at that. We did two podcasts in two weeks. Isn't that nice? That's amazing. It's like I'm here in Denmark and you're available. Ah, <laughs> who'd have thought? <laughs> it's Tom and Matt Attack. So yeah, I guess, you know, keeping with tradition and us doing uh, a podcast again so soon as the other one. Mm. Let's start the usual way. How are you doing, Tom Oh, Harry? yes. Oh, thanks, Matt. I'm, I'm very hot because it's hot here and it's probably hot where you are as well, unless you're living somewhere very cold. I hear Wales isn't <laughs> isn't very warm. Like my really? mum and dad were saying that they're watching Glasgow and there's all this talk of like the hottest day of the summer and all that in the UK and mm. then uh, not very nice in Wales. So yeah, Warm Wales. It's got a nice bit of... Alliteration. It does. As I once said in my sleep to my wife, sunny, sunny Wales. Sunny, sunny Wales. But unfortunately, not the you case at the moment. of your homeland. <laughs> and, and nice weather, apparently. <laughs> both both quite a rare thing these days. Um, yeah. So thank you. Yes, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, I, well, well, are this very civil, very, very polite? Well, thank you. I'm doing quite well. We're, thank we're you. drinking oh, out too. Let me just take a sip so people know. Yeah. Ah, lovely You, you can't mind that, can you? Yeah, no. you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it's just a bit gross because you have to use this bit. Don't do that. Tom, no, no. Was he drinking tea or was he miming it? Answers on a postcard. Anyways, now he's actually sipping his tea very silently like a respectable gentleman. Yeah. Keeping with the tradition of this podcast, Tom Parry, let's talk about a new Yakuza game. <laughs> oh, do we have to? Uh, yes, we do. Well, it's <laughs> technically, Tom Parry, not a Yakuza game, at least this time. Um no. There is a new game from the Ryoga Gotoku Sirudio. Right. Tell who's been studying Japanese. It's called Judgment, or mm. as Judge Eyes. Um, so, what's your judgment? Um, I think it's all right. Thing. I, To be honest with you, little underwhelmed, if I have to okay. be totally honest. Okay. Let's explain what it is and how it's different from Yakuza. Right. Um, Assuming so, you're familiar with Yakuza. I, well, assume I, you are. I think Anyone if you listen to this to podcast, you've probably got a PhD in it by now. So yeah, um, the Ryoga Gotoku Studio is a Japanese arm of Sega that has been working on the Yakuza games for a long, long time. Uh, these games have traditionally starred a character called Kiryu Kazuma, and he is a Yakuza, part of the Tojo clan. He's walking around a, a fictional area of Tokyo called Kamarucho, which is essentially Shinjuku for those who have actually been to Tokyo. Uh, it is very much the same. There are shops and restaurants and things in exactly the same place. Why not just call it Shinjuku? I don't know, because to be honest with you, uh, Kiryu has travelled to places like Okinawa, which actually exist and are actually based on those mm. towns. I guess at the time, maybe it was seen a bit tongue-in-cheek to do it, especially as you're like, hey, there's organised crime everywhere. Way. Okay. Yeah, so it was the tourism board for Japan. Well, no, it's probably just Tokyo. them thinking, hey, maybe we shouldn't paint Shinjuku in this bad light. Okay. Um, yeah, no, no, that's fair. that's fair. That makes sense. Anyways, um, those games ended, well, the arc of Kiryu Kazuma at least ended with Yakuza 6. And it which really meant, did end. Uh, well, that's to be decided. <laughs> they are apparently making a Yakuza 7, but apparently that is going to star 
a character from the Yakuza Online games, uh, which I haven't had a chance to play because they've not been released outside of Japan. Mm. However, until then, um, the studio has been working on another game, and that is called uh, Judge Eyes in Japan, as I've said, and Judgment here. We talked about this a little in the past to do with the controversy surrounding one of the uh, lead characters in the yes, game. Being portrayed um, by a real uh, actor, as these games are nowadays, aren't they? There's a lot of real-life people uh, rendered in CG, yes. providing their uh, motion capture and voice work. And that's the thing. Uh, it was a guy called uh, Pierre Itaki, uh, who is a musician in Japan, and he was starring as a Yakuza in this game, who actually at the start of the game, you are you are clearly working for him, and then the main character, Tak, has been brought in to try and clear him of a murder that he didn't commit. So this guy's integral. Yes, he is. He's, He's very much a main so, character. To replace him, delayed the release of this game, didn't it? Uh, only slightly, though. Not by not by no, no. that much. It was pulled from sales in Japan. He'd been March. naughty, drugs. Well, this is the thing. Yeah. As we discussed we on discussed. a previous podcast, like drugs in Japan is a complete mm. no-go. It's a real social taboo. If you're caught doing drugs, they make an example of you, especially if you're in the entertainment industry. And to be honest with you, drug charges in Japan, I've learned since then, are very, very strict and can have up to like 10 years in jail if you're caught with possession of drugs. Like, it's And Paul McCartney found that out when he was he caught. He did, yeah. When he travelled over there on Fortunately tour. Fortunately for Paul McCartney, he managed to he get He did all right, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I... There's lots of cases where celebrities haven't been so lucky, especially if you are actually Japanese. That wasn't a recent Paul McCartney. No, yeah. that was <laughs> so a... That was way back when. That's probably Wings, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> yeah, um, so you play as a character called Yagami uh, Takeyuki, and essentially he's played by a guy called Takeyuri Kimura, who's quite a famous Japanese actor. Mm-hmm. He's... He's a bit of a heartthrob in Japan. He's like a, a Japanese Tom Cruise. He's in mm. lots of films where he's mild-mannered and very charming, but also he can do some action stuff. And yeah, all in all, you are playing as this character who's called Tack by a lot of the people around just shorthand. Which is thanks in Danish. Yes, it is. Um, and essentially, you were a disgraced lawyer. The story is right at the start, I'm sure if you've seen the trailers, that he managed to get someone off a murder charge, which is a very, very big so deal When you say get someone off, I wonder where you were going. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, essentially, it, it lays on very thick at the start of the story that in Japan, apparently 99.9% of tra- cases that are brought to trial uh, don't end in a conviction, so the person being found guilty... And this lawyer attack is very good, apparently, and he managed to get someone off murder. Mm. And like everyone's like, wow, I want to work with this guy. He mm. beat the system. He's such a good lawyer that he mm. got this person okay. off. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, a day after he got this guy out of prison uh, for murder, he killed his girlfriend and set the apartment on fire. And so he's a disgraced lawyer. And now he is a detective. As you do. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he knows the law inside and out, yeah. but he's... He's very much a, a a guy who sees the world in black and white, uh, much like a lot of the prosecutors he's deal with. <laughs> no, Tom no it's called Judge Terrible Ice. joke. Um, no, so he's he's going around and he explains that a lot of for prosecutors and lawyers in general, it's whether your your defendant is found guilty or innocent. That is the only thing. And once that verdict has been declared, you don't really care about the person anymore. But this guy, uh, who was played by the actor who was removed, is a Yakuza by the name of Haigana, I think his name is, or 
Oh, God, I wish I could remember the character's name. I should have made notes. It's okay. I mean, there's a lot of characters and a lot of names which, you know, are Japanese. Yes. Probably not as easy to remember as, no. as Bob or Jim or Trevor. <laughs> well, Trevor, you see, is the Yakuza <laughs> boss, and he's accused of uh, murdering this guy, but it's the third kind of this murder where they've been finding rival a rival yakuza clan to the tojo clan which you know from the previous yakuza games they've been finding them dead in the streets of kamarucho with their eyes gouged out quite oh, good eyes yes potentially potentially connection? tom i don't know i haven't played enough of the game though i've played seven hours someone's still collecting like... eyes it's the eyeball killer yes exactly yeah. uh, he's being referred to as the mole because he's Oh, he's, blind. In, he's living in the dark and he's clawing out people's eyes. His massive hands. Yeah, exactly, with his massive claws. Scooping out uh, eyes. Exactly, like an ice cream. <laughs> Anyways, this, so you, your first chapter of this game is essentially you trying to prove this guy innocent. And now, after proving this guy innocent at the start of the game, tax like, okay, I'm going to figure out who this killer is. I'm going to actually try and bring the, the person responsible to the, for these crimes to justice. And so that's kind of where the game is at the moment. And there's a lot of the obvious things you would associate with Yakuza. Um, you are walking around the streets of Kamarucho. You will get attacked by random thugs. And then you mash the square because and triangle. martial arts expert. Uh, to kick their asses. Yeah, he, he taught himself and he calls ah. his fighting style the Kamarucho style. Because he learned it on the streets. Yeah. Not that, not even joking. That's a line from the thing. And I was like, oh boy. Oh boy. Anyways, um, you're walking around, you're doing all that stuff. But what makes this game different from usual Yakuza Fair is, yes, there is a lot of combat. Yes, the combat system is integral, but you are also being a detective. And so you are essentially doing a lot of tailing suspects. Um, You are going around, trying to stealth around while you're doing that. So like hiding behind signs and like pretending to smoke to gather information. Yeah. And you go around, and when you're not doing that, you're breaking into buildings by picking locks. Uh, you're analysing crime scenes uh, by going into first-person mode. A little that, bit I'm... like Batman, but not detective vision. No. Um, a lot of the investigation stuff of you being in a crime scene is essentially goes into first-person mode. Yeah. And then you, you, have a look around. you look around, and then you press R2 to zoom in, and then you press X when you find something like Shenmue. That is interesting. A little bit like when, Shenmue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, pick things up and you can look look at that. Mm. I haven't done that no. yet, mm. uh, but I've been doing like various kinds of lock picking, uh, Elder like, Scrolls I'm style, <laughs> where you put the where you put the thing in and you are like jimmying up uh, the the keys in the lock to make or like sure Fallout, you can do it. which is or I assume is the same. Well, it's Bethesda, it's isn't it? Yeah, but there's also like a a method where you are doing slightly Batman-esque things mm. where you are essentially slipping wire around a lock and then trying to turn the handle, but it's very much like okay. the, the Batman tuning method of you following a, a thing around with the sticks. So what's all this stuff like? Is it good? Is it... It's all right. Um, mm. It feels a bit strange to play the Yakuza games that are... It's clearly still a Yakuza game at its heart. Mm. You're still going around, you're still fighting and talking. people and talking, and there's very lots of dialogue. And, and you a few Mahjong and everything else, <laughs> but it it feels a bit strange to start with, and I, I'm slowly getting used to. Okay, this is perhaps a slower pace of game than even the Yakuza mm. games, which for you is like, <laughs> oh boy, no. But uh, I, I'm not going to rush out and get it. But uh, I'm I'm interested. I've seen you play a little bit there. Yeah, you know, it's got that polish that you expect. 
exactly from, uh, a game from that studio. And I mean the the studio has done great work. I mean storytelling is key here, much yeah. like it is in the late Yakuza games. Uh, there seems to be a great skill tree that you can go into for both your detective things. There's lots of side quests, which are usually in this case less about you walking to a place, beating the crap out of people, and then coming back, but more you doing these small detective things. So you're yeah. either trying to, like, yeah. one of the ones I had was I had to tailor guy to a love hotel where he was meeting his mistress so his wife could find out that of course. he was being cheated on. And then there was one where I had to essentially defend this woman who was being harassed. Are these like is, side quests? Yes, they are detective very much side like side quests. quests, but they use the detective mechanics more yeah. than just you beating the crap out of people. I'd like to see him teamed up with a cartoon rabbit for the next one. I mean, that would be great. <laughs> I mean, you are teamed up with uh, an ex-Tojo Yakuza. I think his name's called Akari and essentially yeah. looks like bloody Kiryu, okay. even though he isn't. Um, no, you're not handcuffed together, though. No, you're no. not. Um, he's uh, You both work in this detective agency, and so he will come along and help you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use drones as well, which is kind of a neat thing. So you're like flying drones. a drone around the city, and then you can look this in like windows modern. and stuff. Very modern. Mm. Um also, yeah. Because has not always been modern, has it? Well, I mean, to be honest it with you, eventually like, got up. To... It started getting there, and there was lots yeah. of. There was actually a side quest in Yakuza Six that made me laugh because it was kind of about Siri mm. and like people's dependence wow. on yeah. uh, talking to their devices and stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah, Yakuza can broach yes. those lights. But it didn't initially start at that. No, point, it no. didn't. It was no. very much like a hey, this is what it looked like. And to be honest with you, I actually kind of preferred that. Like mm. for me, Yakuza Zero is probably one of the best in the series still, and mm. that's set in the eighties. Mm. So. So it goes. It, it's good though. Uh, there's some fun mini games to do, like usual things like darts and mahjong that are traditionally there are still there. Virtual fighter. Virtual fighter. Fighting vipers. Fighting vipers as well. Yes. Oh wow! Okay. I played some fighting vipers so yesterday. Is this you walk into an arcade and you can play these games. Yes. And it's what the full arcade game. It well, is the full arcade game. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. There's also a a spin-off. Uh, like little nods to House of the Dead called Camarucho of the Dead, which is actually using a lot of the models and stuff from Dead Souls, which is a Yakuza spin-off. Mm. But I don't know, playing a light gun. a light gun game with a stick is not the best experience. Oh, no, no. It's all right. It, it kind of takes you through some of the bosses and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this bit of Dead That's Souls. This fun. is kind of fun. Yeah. Can you play Virtual Fighter Online? Or not? Is I'm it... not sure. I didn't try. You yeah. can. There's a drone racing think... mini game yeah, okay. which you can definitely play online. So maybe yeah. you can play Virtual Fighter. I just seem to remember with one of the Yakuza games, you could also play Virtual Fighters. Right. I mean, they they've been in there for a long yeah. time. Like Virtual Fighter Five, the entirety of that game yeah. is in Yakuza Six. Yeah. So. And this is five again. You play in Judgment. Uh, I believe it's five. To be yeah, honest with you, I been no I got <laughs> I got distracted by ooh fighting vipers and played fighting vipers instead. Mm. Um. Obviously, like Space Harriers, there, Fantasy Zones, there. You can play some Poyo Poyo. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Space Harrier. I assume Outrun will be there because it generally is. Like, mm-hmm. there's a good collection of classic Sega games. Uh, also, like you can use UFO catchers and catch like Sega themed mm-hmm. things to put in your detective's office. So I have That's all fun. of the the monkeys from Monkey Ball. Obviously, what was your favorite Monkey Ball monkey? Um, I like Baby. I, really? I always have. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I don't a like. Gone man myself. I mean, I don't like playing as Baby in uh, yeah. Monkey Ball itself, but I think yeah. the design of the glasses is kind of cool. Oh, nowadays, yeah, yes. it looks a bit different. Yes, he's it? kind of got like Geordie LaForge glasses. Yes, yes. 
Modern monkey ball. Yes, modern monkey ball. But Which I mean, it ties into the director's previous yes, experience it does. working in uh, amusement vision, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was the director of the original monkey ball, yes. right? So yeah, it's a good game. I enjoy it. I'll I'll see where it goes. The plot is the main thing, as always. Um, and that is uh, on a movie level. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And to be honest with you, they've, they're doing a very cool thing. And I, I referenced to you earlier that the version that came with launch uh, has a reversible Japanese cover. Yes. And I was saying to you how funny it was that they just removed this actor that was disgraced from the cover because they re-CG'd the model inside yeah. and got a new voice actor. Because you have the original. I have. Yeah. Well, I have a, a Chinese copy of the original. I'm mm. going to probably try and look out for a Japanese one when I'm in Japan because I'm that sad but are you gonna make a shelf with all your accuser i am gonna make a shelf with my accuser stuff i think yeah Yeah, um but i will pick that up i i flicked the cover over though to the japanese cover because i think it looks cooler because the cover of the english version looks a bit like alan wake Mm. interestingly enough now that i've said that i've also put two and two together that the game treats its chapters like serials much in the same way that alan wake does refreshing at the time yeah also something you wouldn't have noticed i think this game takes a lot of cues from watchdogs oh um you are walking around the town and you have a hacker friend who like lets you go into the game's version of twitter to try and find people on the Mm. maps using Mm. like search data and whatever Mm. But then you walk around sometimes and you can see little speech bubbles above people's heads in the same way you would in Watch Dogs. And they're mm. not like, likes whatever, likes to be tied down and whipped and some of the weird stuff oh that came Lord. up in Watch Dogs or like, likes watching right-wing videos online. It's more like helpful hints of just people going, wow, I tried this at cafe, right. whatever, and okay. it was really good. But you can see these little dialogue things above the head and some of them are like, my boss is a creep. And it's like, mm. oh, okay. Like, mm. I wonder why... These are the texts being messaged. Is it because your Twitter account is linked to whatever? Because there's a little icon there. But it, it definitely takes some hints from uh, Western third-person adventure games, action adventure games, which is kind of interesting. Hmm. But again, the reason I'm here is primarily the story. I don't think a lot of games do story on the level that the studio does. So I'm very curious to see what happens in Judge Eyes, and I hope it's not a letdown. But let's see. Think it will convert non Yakuza fans? I see. The thing is, this is your first experience of this type of game. Is it a good one to go into, or right. would you recommend playing a Yakuza first, perhaps? Hard to say. Yeah. So the thing with the Yakuza games is naturally, ever since Yakuza One on the the PlayStation Two tried to do English dub, the mm. Yakuza games have generally shied away from an English dub. Even though like there were big names in that first one, like Mark. It's Hamill. also a big job to dub. Yes, uh, a game like that. But Judgment does have a full English dub, and for so all yeah. intensive purposes, it's pretty good. And to be honest, with you, I'll probably experience it if I decide to replay through uh-huh. the game because uh-huh. I, I me like my Japanese dramas in Japanese. Um, it's also kind of been interesting, like I was saying to you, since knowing a little bit of Japanese now, just like being able to pick up on things that are being said that I actually mm. know what they mean. And, and how like, they translate hmm, the tra- differently. That's very yeah. strange that the translation is more literal it, than what you actually said. The translation is a tra- translation of Japanese and not just the subtitles from the English. Well, uh, no, apparently, no. It, while I was doing the little survey thing that is generally attached to the Yakuza games, it said, did you know we have two sets of subtitles, one that actually translates the, the Japanese and then yeah. one that is more on par with the English? Okay, sure. So, but it, it's just like little things, like, I guess there's a lot of cultural things you can get from things. It's like, 
when I was leaving a restaurant, there was a guy and he was like, oh, thank you. I, I hope I hope to see you again. Da, 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 da. And a little bit more exposition. But all he did in the game and in Japanese was say matane, which is like, see you, and bow. So I guess it's like, okay, these two gestures combined in the Japanese context would mean something would, like this yeah. in English. And so it's, it's kind it's of It's not always a straightforward job, is it, translating these things because the languages are so different. Well, for yeah. sure. I mean, you know, it, it's always been a thing I used to notice before where they would be talking in a Japanese cutscene in the Yakuza games and, I don't know, someone would accuse Kiryu of being wrong and they would just be like, no, Kiryu, you're the one that fault you, da 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 da, da. But it, they would just say Kiryu-san because you don't tend to say you or I in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say Watashi, which is like I, whatever. Mm-hmm. But because you're obviously talking about yourself in a conversation, otherwise you'd say someone else's name, you don't really need to say I or you in I the see. same way we do in English. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting along those lines as well, of just hearing a lot of Japanese and then doing that. Also, I've been watching Evangelion in Japanese as well, and... Yeah, have you been reading about the differences in the translation? Yes. And I think, yeah, that's going to happen. You know, different translators will translate things differently. And uh, I think that's okay. No, I haven't. Uh, There's a a bit of controversy about uh, specifically a line later on. And you've seen it before, haven't you? Uh, Not all of it all the way through. So don't spoil it, please. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Some things that were translated differently beforehand. People are disappointed they're not translated exactly the same ah, because I mean, of the context of the scene and what it, they felt it brought to the story. Uh, uh, but it's fine. I, I don't think it's as huge an issue as uh, people so, are some areas it. the internet will make out because, as you say, Japanese isn't an easy uh, language to translate and there are different interpretations and different kind of um, ways of saying things, the yeah. same word at least, where uh, there can be some confusion. Well, no, I, I've told you this uh, in private, I think. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, but I was amazed to realise that obviously the, the sounds of Japanese and what you're saying, mm. like uh, the, the word you or just the pronunciation view can have like hundreds of different kanji mm. potentially and attached to that. Something and they can mean different. slightly different things. And there's also like a lot yeah. of cultural things attached to it of why you wouldn't put uh, you mean snow. And obviously you don't, if you call your child something with, uh, for example, like Yuki, you don't want to use the kanji for snow because it potentially means that the child will melt like snow or the snow will be like the child will be very fickle mm, in here one superstition day. And, there, yeah. And there's lots of cultural things attached to yeah. different kanji and different words and mm. everything else. Mm-hmm. So because of that, there is a a whole other layer of complexity to Japanese yeah. translation. That I don't think a lot of people appreciate. Uh, unrelated translation. I heard they also got rid of the uh, end title song because they couldn't license uh, Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, really? That's why? Yeah. I thought that was really weird. I was just like, I'm sure this had a different sh- a song at the end, but I didn't check it out. I was like, oh, is this like the first 13 episodes had this song? And then they Yeah, ch- yeah. I, 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 I mean, that may be one of the reasons why we haven't seen a, a new uh, version of Evangelion since the, the original uh, translation and dub. Something to do with licensing, yes. Well, I mean... The DVDs haven't been available uh, for a long time now. No, they haven't. Um, They've become somewhat of a collector's item. I I know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know you do. And I I looked into starting buying them myself before this Netflix deal was announced. And I was just like, 
Mm, I don't know. Like, I didn't want to pay those well, prices. I, pay, I, I think I paid 30 for one DVD. Yeah, I remember. Pounds, so Seeing that, though. That come down a little since. I, I have been blown away by the quality of Evangelion. Like, I honestly, like, mm. I've seen bits of it before, but yeah. I... I see why this anime why so is held like, as high regard as it is. It's, it's timeless, I would say. And I think uh, the human uh, issues uh, that uh, <laughs> yeah core to the story are, you know, pretty powerful stuff. I also yeah. just think, like, th- the way it handles moments, mm-hmm. you know, like, there are such beautiful, beautiful shots in it and just, like, little subtleties oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. of things... That it's a cut just... above uh, a lot of the rest. Oh, they're incredible, yeah. though. It's just like um, uh, when they introduce uh, Asuka. Is that her name? Oscar. I always used Oscar, to yeah. pronounce it as. Um, and she realizes that it's her that's the issue that she can't like stay in tune with Shinji and like Ray does it. Oh, the dancing one. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> when she's she's in the. She goes to the supermarket and Shinji yeah. gets told by the girl, is like, you made a cry, go after her. And so, so she does. And then she, like, the whole scene of them talking is done through pretty much like the reflection of the doors of the supermarket. And I was like, wow, mm, this is incredible. Artistic. So uh, if you haven't seen Evangelion, you won't know what we're talking about, but maybe you should check it out. Especially I think you should. Especially if you've got access to Netflix, it's more available than it ever has been. For sure. So. And... I Do can see it. what you mean, though, because you, you'd you asked me if I was watching it dubbed or subbed, and I said, yeah, I tend to watch anime dubbed, uh, just subbed. because... Uh, dubbed? No, subbed, in the yes, original yes, language. in the original <laughs> language with <laughs> subtitles, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't tend to watch things dubbed, just not out of like, oh, this is, I don't like it, it's just I tend no. to find it distracting, there are a lot of... Especially like 90s anime, like a lot of the voice actors are the same. Some of the high pitched and squealy act- voice actors I, uh, I can't do with. Yeah. Uh, I, when I first saw Evangelion, it was dubbed and I found the dub quite watchable. So. But yeah, you told me that the dub was quite flat. And while I was. With co- the new dub, yeah. apparently, well, from what I could see from one scene in yeah. isolation compared to the original dub, was the actors weren't as energized no and i me. would agree with that yeah. from what i've seen of evangelion with yeah. you while i was cooking yesterday i was like oh, i'm still trying to watch this episode mm. maybe i'll just flick it to the, the yeah. dubbed version while i'm cooking so i can still follow along with the plot and it was uh while shinji was doing his like i'm just gonna say yes to everything but then in again a really he, monotone voice he does kind of talk that when he's doing that yeah but <laughs> no but it's even like a level removed yeah. where even the actor seems disinterested in saying it. You know what I mean? Like it isn't like at least in the Japanese, there's some emotion behind him just being like. Mm. A Interesting. Blank slate. Yeah, try and if you can maybe check out some of the original dub and see what you think. But uh, yeah, Evangelion. Yeah, we should move on. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yes. So I can talk a little bit. Yeah. About what I've been playing, I tried Gang Beasts for the first day yesterday. Now, Gang Beasts... I hear is that a, game is very fun. The thing is, it's not much fun on your own. No, exactly. Uh, you can play online against other people, but I imagine a lot of the fun is playing with other people in the same room. Yes. Also, there's no proper tutorial mode, so no. you are left kind of wondering what it is you have to do and how you 
do it. And the idea is to get everyone out of the arena, yes. basically, in the most basic game mode. Uh, there's also football as well, okay. which, it, which is a lot more uh, direct. It's not really understand. Obviously, the ball's got to go in the opposite goal. Really? Is that but a football? <laughs> <looks? laughs> well, it's the same <laughs> traditional football rules. Wow. But you can use your hands. <gasps> because each um, shoulder button is an arm. Yes. Yeah. And uh, if you press triangle, you lift both arms yes the idea is you grab the people with either one or two arms and, and you, you lift them, them yeah. and then i guess you have to let go of them. that was a bit i was struggling with how do i throw them exactly yeah i guess you let go of the buttons i think so also if you're falling from something you have to hold on and then tap the x button rapidly to kind of shimmy your way yes. back up but it's all that janky physics type thing. Yes. So that's where the humour comes from and the situations come from. But it's a very, very bare bones game. For a game that at retail still costs £16. Yeah. Um, I got it on sale for £10. It's, I would say it's overpriced because mm. there isn't a lot to it. There's no single player. Yeah. You can only play it um, online or obviously with other people. There are four game modes. There's limit. I think it's kind of limited customization. All the menus feel very, not very intuitive and no. very basic. It sort of feels like um, a fan game in okay. a way. Interesting. It's a bit rough around the edges like that. I mean, the core, the core gameplay can be fun, but I wouldn't say this is top tier. Like it's got double fine publishing it. Yeah. But uh, compared to other. Double Fine games. It's, I it's a little rough. I wonder if Double Fine will continue to publish games now mm. that they've been bought by Microsoft anyway. Sorry, that's a side thought. Yeah, maybe Microsoft have Gang Beasts now. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, should you rush out and get it? I'd say try it for sure before you buy it. I would say that you should try it with four people and yeah. then your mind may change because I, I have seen but, people playing it and having a joy. Well, this is time. what sold it to me. Yeah. You know, I'd seen videos of people playing and having the greatest time ever. Uh, but in practice, playing it, at least with people online, I didn't know it wasn't as fun as I anticipated. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Uh, so that's on sale at the minute. I also picked up Puyo Puyo Champions. Puyo Puyo Champions. Which is the new Puyo Puyo Which game. is a very bare bones online version of Puyo Puyo. Yes, this is what I heard. Uh, but it's £4 at the moment. And if you want to play that game, then it's a good puzzle game. I can say that. It's a good competitive puzzle game. Uh I don't need to explain the mechanics, do I, of Puyo Puyo? No, you don't, Tom Parry. No. I think we've talked about them on length of this podcast. Yeah, it's a good puzzle game that's got a competitive edge and you can get it for four quid and it's very colourful, but turn off the English uh, voice acting because it's... Because a lot of the time when you do combos, the uh, opposition will say the number. One, two, three. One, oh, really? two, oh, God. three. Uh, repeatedly. I mean, they're probably doing it in Japanese as well. Are they going, each knee Yeah, san. in Japanese, but <laughs> oh, it's not okay. It's bothersome in uh, Japanese. It's the English. It's really grating. So uh, I, okay. I, I can't do with that, Matthew. That's fair. I, to be honest with you, I'm actually... <laughs> it's a really dumb thing, but I'm actually like, any time there's a countdown in Evangelion, I'm like, ha-ha, I know numbers one mm, to ten. Mm. Oh, yeah, so I would probably get a little bit of a kick out of that. Okay. I'll, I'll give that a look for four quid. I like some Puyo Puyo. And if, if you want some King of Fighters, you can get uh, pro probably one of the very best entries in the series. Uh, 98, um, Ultimate Dream Match 98, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I forget what it was called now, but I got this game ages ago on PS2, the PS2 didn't I? One. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Dirt cheap. Now it's a bit more collectible, but you can download it for just four quid on your PS4, so 
course I did that. That's <laughs> I fair. think I've got a lot of those uh, S&K releases nowadays. Not the arcade ones, which were released by another company. I forget to release them. But uh, yeah, a lot of the PS2 ports I have on my PS4. Samurai Showdown came out. Very intrigued to play that. This is a new 3D version of the classic uh, SNK fighter. I hear it's very slow and deliberate in a good way. Which is going back to the roots of yes. the series. Uh, that's, don't expect Street Fighter. You know, These are a little bit more strategic, slower-paced fighting games. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I guess it's going to be like Samurai Showdown, which is what I expected. Which anyway, is good. Yeah. Probably more true to the uh, original than perhaps Samurai Showdown Sen was on the uh, Xbox 360. 360 yeah. That wasn't quite like Samurai Showdown. It's a little bit more fast, though. I think I remember. Long time since I played that game, actually. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking up games here and there, as I do, Matthew. Me too. Uh, theme Park on Super Nintendo. Oh, really? It was cheap. I thought Why? I'd like to try that. <laughs> it's not a very good version of Theme Park from what I remember, Tom Parry. Really? I'm not going to lie to I you. I heard it was a good port. I, well, for SNES standards, to be honest. I've got the mouse for I, the SNES. made me think that perhaps I could use the mouse with it. Potentially. I don't really so remember. that would be quite fun. Hmm. I, to be Let honest us know you, if that's a good version the of the game and if you can use the mouse. A theme park I remember from that time because, alas, my cousin had a theme park on the PC. Yeah. And I think then we borrowed the version for the SNES and it was a bit cumbersome. The best version I found of Theme Park for a home console is the PS1. Okay. The PS1 port of that game I remember being very, very good. Also the th PS1 port of Theme Hospital. Also yeah. very enjoyable. That's also you can maybe use a mouse with that as well. Oh, I got it sort of on a whim. Oh, fair enough. I mean, I imagine it's quite cheap. It was £8. That's alright. For Can't. a cartridge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, got a wrestling game on the Saturn. Yeah. I forgot what it was called. Good job. But it's meant to be good. Okay. Uh, didn't have a wrestling game on the Saturn. So, uh, yeah, I, I know what I'm like. I pick up things here and there. I watch a lot of this channel at the moment called Sega Lord X. Yes, you've mentioned it. Which is very good. And if you're into Sega and Saturn specifically, do check out that YouTube channel. Okay. I'm going to give them a bit of a plug. Fair enough. These have a lot of uh, subscribers already, but uh, if you like Sega, you're going to get a lot, of, a lot out of that. Fair enough. So, it's funny you mentioned pickups, Tom Parry. Because yeah. I have been picking up something. Yeah, now, you are picking up something right I, now. I have two it's in your hands. Game Boy SPs in my hand. Um, and both of them contain a copy of Tetris. No, Tom Parry. Tetris. I love Tetris. Tetris, right? You're familiar with the music of Tetris. I wonder how well this plays on a podcast. So, you know, this is the, the Tetris music, right? Yeah. This right. This is a, a wonderful thing. <laughs> However, Tom Parry, I slowly bring the Tetris music down. In Japan... At one time. I have the Japanese version of Tetris. There is a Japanese version of Tetris. Yes. However, Tom Parry, you don't have this version of Japanese oh, Tetris. Oh, different. Um, while Tetris was released in Japan, uh, there are two versions. Uh, this one that I have in my hand right now is the first one. There are probably, I think there's estimated to be about 10,000 copies of this particular cart of Tetris. And uh, the interesting thing about this copy of Tetris, Tom Parry, is if I put it into my Game Boy, so you can have the full sound experience, is that this version of Tetris came with a link cable before Tetris was relatively available. That was a fly. Uh, it ended up then coming with the, the launch version of the Game Boy, but as you can see, this music's still here. However, when I press start, this is the That's original different. Tetris A music. So, 
gone is the Tetris music we all know and love of the ding, do, do, ding, do, do, ding, because that wasn't made yet. And essentially, mm. <laughs> this is the version the Japanese version originally shipped with before it was shipped uh, with the Tetris theme we all know and love today. Um, yeah. It's, May I? Is it's there a, anything on the cartridge that would... Uh, give it away. Give it um, away. So, I've read a lot of blog posts about this, and essentially the only real telltale sign of it is where it has this little indent down the bottom corner, you oh know, when Lord. you have this little, like, um, if you if Let's you hold it this. to the light, you will see that there are two little characters stamped into the game cartridge. Oh, yeah, hard yeah. to see. This is like nine, isn't it? No, zero. It's zero two, I think. It's so zero two. However... Okay. That isn't actually an indication. Oh, I have bought that's a load of rubbish. I've bought it <laughs> probably about fifteen copies of Japanese Tetris because it is a very affordable game. Uh, You've been trying to find. This I've one. been trying to find one of these for a bloody long time, and fortunately for me, uh, a good friend Adam at Games World Botman mm. uh, happened to get some Japanese cartridges of Tetris in uh, to add to a and you pile say, Can you of find stuff. Me the one that plays a different. I music? said, "Have you got any of the versions that play the original theme?" And he, he looked through some of the cartridges and he found one for me. Yeah. So there is absolutely no other difference other no. than the theme is slightly different, but it's always one of those obscurities that I really wish to have. So there we yeah. go. There are. Some rare versions well, of Game Boy Tetris. Did that ever come box like a normal? It version? came in or was a, it a bigger box. It came in a larger box with ah, a cable. Okay, so that's not the version I have because I have the regular. Yes, small box it is not the small box Tetris. version. It is the version. Unless somebody along the lines has put the wrong cartridge into that box. Maybe, and um, to be honest with you, maybe that also happens if you buy a linked cabled boxed version. Anyway, it's no guarantee that you will actually get this because you can't tell the difference. No. And the thing is, right. Versions of Tetris in Japan are like dime a dozen. They're less. They're less than like two quid. Mm. You buy a cart. I bought. I think most of mine for about nine hundred yen, which is less mm. than like a quid fifty. Yeah. So you know they are out there. It's just a matter okay. of finding. So one. if you don't like that classic Tetris music, yeah. If, then if you you're can... if you're a crazy person <laughs> and you don't like the mo- <laughs> arguably the most classic theme in video games. Uh, but that was quite smooth. I quite like that yeah. variation. I mean, it's okay. It's not bad music. It's do just... you know what you can do, though, if you want to? You can turn the sound off entirely and put you your own music on and listen to it while you play the game. You can just do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a, a little interesting thing that I thought you oh, that is quite No, I, I, as a Tetris fan, I'm very interested. So it goes. Let's hope you are too. Yeah. Other than that, Tom, um, while I was in Italy, which is the reason we didn't do oh, podcasts for a while, Italy. I picked up one or two things. Um, I got a copy of Amplitude for the PS2 because God, I love it Amplitude. was like a Euro, and I was like, oh, cool. I love that. Um, I got a copy of um, Seven Samurai 20XX, which oh, is yeah. a Sega Sammy action adventure mm. game. Um, Familiar with that one, yes. With Samurais. So yeah. I'm looking forward to playing that a little bit. Do you play your PS2 nowadays? No, it's on private, <laughs> which brings me on to my next point. Yeah, I'm actually in the process of sorting out my PS2 games mm. to get rid of a lot of them, I think. Mm. I'm, I'm All those starting... crappy ones. Well, <laughs> yes, the Phoenix games are amongst some that will be going. But I, yeah. it's also just like I don't really play my PS2 games. And yes, I have... Some games in there that I would still like to give a go, uh, like Michigan Report from Hell, and... Mm. If only you had, like, a 60-gig PS3, that would make it... 
I've been trying nice to find one, to but alas, to be honest with you, from the sounds of things, even the 60 gig PS3 is not really the best way to play them. Well, you do find issues with certain games. Yeah. Uh, terrible screen tearing in Ratchet, not Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, if I yeah. remember. That game's not really playable on the PS3, although... You can put the disc in and it'll start. Well, I mean, to be yeah. honest with you, I can just use an upscaler now. I mean, it's not really going to get rid of a lot oh, of the stuff, there you but go. I do Why have. Why do you do that then? And I probably will. However, I just kind of want to. I literally took everything off the shelf. Uh, same with the 360 games, actually, as well, because I'm going to have a sort through those. Though I think I'll have a harder time in my mm. 360 games because mm. I, I tend to not buy stuff willy nilly with the 360. No. But I'm I'm finally gonna sort through some of those PS2 games. I think um, my as much fun as I've had going to silly countries and buying SingStar games. I think I don't really need Portuguese SingStar. And yeah, but wasn't it always your intention to sell them on to it was, SingStar collectors? Yes, it was. But you know, it's just kind of become a nice little stupid thing. Like even when I was in Italy, I picked up like Viva la Roma. Maybe you can put an eBay auction for like everything. Yeah, maybe. In one go. Let's see. For the ultimate SingStar collector. Well, you know, if there's anyone in the, up there in the UK who's doing a full collection, that would be great for them. Get in touch with us. Yeah, let us know on Twitter or, or at there directly. Yeah, but I, I think the time has come to have a sort through. I think chances are the only things that will remain of my PS2 collection are RPGs and survival horrors. I think anything else, unless it is a very cool thing like a Taro Man, they're probably going to end up uh, go into the retro gamer market in August with me, I think. Mm. Is so this uh, something in Denmark? It's a thing in Denmark, yeah. So, let's see. Well, that's the, that's the first step, Stomp Harry, in sorting out a, a rather cluttered game room. So well, let's see. one day I'll have to sort out what I have when I can actually see what I've got. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> well, this is the point. I was getting to the point where I couldn't really see what I have anymore. So I'm like, okay, I, it's probably now is the time to do this. And Quite right. To yeah. be honest, I moved all my Game Boy Advance stuff onto the the shelf next to my Game Boy stuff mm. and where the Game Boy things are, and it looks quite nice. And mm. I did it for a photo, but at the same time, I was just like, oh, actually, you're a Game Boy guy. These look pretty nice. I might priority. just keep these here. Yeah. I can tell you what that wrestling game was called. If you're interested, I am in a good wrestling game for Sega Saturn. You will have to be able to play import games. Yeah. But this one's called Zen Nihon Pro Wrestling featuring Virtua. Okay. And you know, it looks like it animates really nicely. Yeah. Recommended by Sega Lord X. And uh, it's very cheap. You can get it for uh, under a tenner. Under a tenner delivered. Okay. If, uh, you jump on eBay and want that. Uh, got the Ultraman fighting game as well. Ultraman Hikari no Kyojin. Okay. Which uh, includes the uh, ram cart with okay. it. Because it needed the ram cart. Yes. And Ultraman, you fight these big battles uh, in, in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, giant Ultraman fighting monsters and such. Uh, it was a fighting game I didn't have. Did you know, Matthew, there's a Zero Divide game on the Saturn? No, I did not, Tom Parry. <laughs> I came across this recently as well. Uh, is didn't it buy just, it, though, did I? <laughs> is it just a port of Zero Divide? It's, it's called Zero Divide Final Bout or something like that. Are you that. telling me there's a unique Zero Divide game? It may just be like, um, like a special version of, of one of the uh, PS1 games. Because if you're telling me there's a unique Zero Divide game, I don't own Tom Parry as the world's number one Zero Divide fan. I feel like I should own it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you know. Interesting. There's I, also a Windows 95 release that I don't own. I wanted to touch upon something, actually, uh, which I was thinking about on my walk over here today. Yeah. I was thinking about how many uh, HE Remasters and stuff we've seen on this generation. 
How many HD? <laughs> Sorry, Zero Divide, the final conflict for yes, the Sega Saturn is a Japanese exclusive developed and published by Zoom. Yeah. I need to own that and one. it's uh, very affordable. Good. But yes, going back to what I was just saying about these HD remakes, I was just pondering this. I'm interested right. to hear your take on this. We, we had a lot on this generation. Yes. We had a lot on the previous generation. Yes. What do you think is going to happen in the next generation? Are we going to get HD remakes, they can't call them that, of uh, PS4 games no, on the PS5? No, because they're going to be backwards compatible. So are we going to see the death of re-released games on the next generation of consoles? Go, Matt. No, and I tell you for why. <laughs> right. Um, well, basically, it boils down to this, right? Uh, there will be probably a stronger push to digital games on the next series of platforms, much like they've slowly been trying to do now, which will mean the fact that you need to re-release a game is irrelevant because theoretically speaking, you will still have access to the PS4 digital copies. So you can just buy the PS4 game, uh-huh. much like you can on Steam. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't really a thing on PCs. Yes, you do get things like StarCraft Remastered where they've gone, hey, this game's 20 years old. We should probably take a look at this and update some of the graphics. But a lot but of the, things... I, yeah, the thing is, though, will there be much point in updating graphics between PS4 and PS5? No, they won't. And that's the thing. To be yeah. honest, dude, like with PC games, this isn't really a thing. Yes, sometimes you get a very passionate fan community who's able to mod stuff on PC and going, hey, maybe we'll mm. fix this, maybe we'll do that, maybe we'll polish this up a little. Mm. But those aren't part of the main release. You can just buy the games, whatever, and then patch those in yourself. I do think that we won't see the death of it purely because there are so many games on the PS2 and PS3 that have not been HD updated for these current generations mm. on PS4 that they will slowly... Keep Can ticking them think out. Think of any off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, no, but I guarantee there are some. Like, and this is the thing, this is why I'm gonna have to keep some Maybe of my we'll PS2 see games. A Tekken collection. You could you all can the Tekkens that. bundled together. They've done it with Street Fighter. We're getting to a point now where the Tekken games are old enough to receive that kind of treatment. Yeah, but I, I mean there's also just things like Project Zero. Uh, like some survival horror games that are still on the PS2 that haven't really been released anywhere else. Yeah, there so are... I, I'm sure there's loads of stuff, man. Like There's literally like 2,000 games on the PS2. I'm sure there are some absolute classics. You're going to see Shadow it. of the Colossus again? No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they essentially remade that No, because that will be that available game, you know? again. And there isn't, but there isn't enough to be able to remake something like journey on the ps5 and no no it's fine and i don't in think fact, it needs on it the ps4 it was good but on the ps3 it was like good anyway wasn't it yeah of course it was <laughs> but i mean that to be that is just them updating the game because the architecture of the ps3 to the ps4 is so very different that they needed to reprogram the game and they were like well while we're dabbling with this let's mm. just change up a few things Okay, but you say previous generations games are going to be available on PS5. I think so. It'll also be the same with the Xbox, mm. whatever it is, the next box, I but guess. But this hasn't been confirmed yet. But Microsoft No, my, no PS4 games are going to be backwards okay. compatible with PS5. Okay, um, Mark Cerny confirmed that in an interview with Wired a couple of weeks right. before E3. And X, uh, Microsoft have also said uh, that that's going to be the case with the well, Xbox. we don't know how far it's going to go back. No. No. I mean, Xbox has been making bigger strides for me than Sony has. Yes, obviously you can, I mean, there are some evident, Xbox games yeah. now you can play on the yes. original, on the Xbox One. Yes. So, let's see. I mean, I think it'll just be PS4 games, to be perfectly honest, and then mm. they'll quite happily sell you PS3 games again once they've figured out the emulation. But 
Let's see. Because mm, we've only seen select PS2 games on the PS4, haven't we? There's been a few of them. But it's obvious they can do it, but we haven't seen many. Uh, it's, a, it's about taking the time from the publisher to do it, right? It's about yeah. saying to someone, hey, people really want to play X game. Let's do it. Jack X. <laughs> yes, Jack X. <laughs> Which I've been playing that a little. <laughs> but I mean, also, there's just been an increased amount of people who are going, okay, cool. This series that people really love, take Yakuza, for example. Hmm. Let's just remake it in this updated engine. Like, we have all the assets, theoretically. Let's just make x y and z and then updated in the engine yes it takes a bit more time and a bit of investment but then at least you've got a version of yakuza that is playable potentially for years to come Hmm. but no one's going to be releasing say crash insane trilogy again unless you download it you're just going to be able to download the last version of the game i think so you're not going to see a special ps5 version I wouldn't have. Thought. I wouldn't imagine no. you will see uh, Devil May Cry HD collection <laughs> updated further than it has been. You know, like that's a fantastic example. Or Resident Evil Four, or uh, you know, that's been released millions. Of but times. that that doesn't necessarily get that much of a graphics hike anytime. They're just no. re-releasing it for different yeah. consoles. It's like Devil May Cry, just been released on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Why not though? Because I mean, it isn't available on the Switch. Like you, no. you have to remember, no, Tom no. Parry. Not everyone owns all three consoles. No, no, like and do. that is. That's a very fair point. So let's see how it goes. I, to be honest with you, I think people are going to... Based on a conversation that was apparently held on a podcast a couple of weeks ago with some journalists saying at one point he talked to Microsoft and they were talking about Halo 4 uh, being on the PS4. Like Master Chief Collection, sorry. Oh, sorry, yes. Um, mm. I think that the bigger companies who are developing games will want as many people to play them as possible, especially as streaming becomes a bigger thing. Because they, the console architecture is getting quite similar now, yes. It means mm. that the Switch potentially won't be able to have a lot of these bigger games, but the Switch is now slowly getting a lot of the games of the last generation also that it missed out on, like Tales of Vesperia and these other things that have been slightly updated. Mm. I do think there will be place for a lot of these older games coming back that ha- that we haven't necessarily seen. But I think, to be honest with you, I think you can guarantee if a game has come to the PS4 or the Xbox One, mm. the chances of them coming to either console are probably very, very high, I would imagine, of okay. them being released across the two because the architecture seems so similar. But also, I don't think the next generation of consoles will be so bothered about its own hardware that maybe we'll start to see a bit more freeing up of... Bit more blurring of the lines of playing with your friends on any console, perhaps even games not necessarily being exclusive to certain consoles anymore. And then it'll all be about the feature set and about how they run and everything else. Well, I think we've seen a bit of that already, haven't we? With uh, Crash and Spyro, I mean, we've been seeing that for a long time, haven't we? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to go further that way. I think so. I mean, uh, even the Ryuga Kotoku uh, guys have said apparently now. Internally at Sega, Yakuza isn't seen as a PlayStation-only franchise because it's been. Devil May Cry is a nice example. Yeah, Uh, used to be exclusive. Kingdom Hearts also used to be exclusive. Yes, you know, like I think that's the way things are going now. It's like, why wouldn't you appeal to as many people as you can? Why wouldn't you give people the ability to play things on different systems? It's always been the deciding factor, hasn't it, for some people of whether or not to pick up this console or that console. Like, uh, do companies still rely on that a little to bring in 
I mean, of course, people. like, like there Halo's is... isn't going to new Halo's not going to be on PS. I don't think so, and I think perhaps Microsoft are even realizing that themselves. That yes, yeah. you could get these amazing games exclusive to your system, but I honestly think it's going to start coming down to time. More... Maybe it's more timed. I th- no, I don't even think that. To be honest, with you, I see the next generation of consoles being: Do you prefer the controller of the PlayStation? Mm. Do you prefer? the ui of the playstation versus mm. the xbox do you prefer how the services are rolled out do you think it's better to have a sony box because you get access to playstation plus exclusives mm. it won't be think... about the games no and to be yeah. honest with you yeah. that's kind of what i see microsoft dialing up on that's my opinion anyway with this um the what's it called the xbox game pass yeah. stuff where they're starting to go hey let's try and make a netflix type subscription model where you can Mm. now pay for live and you can play for this the saving is very minimal in terms of like hey you pay for online and you pay Mm. for access to games but i mean it's theoretically a more affordable model if you don't want to buy physical games Mm. to pay the 10 pound a month or whatever it is for microsoft service and then just play as many games people are used to purchasing streaming services nowadays so yeah if they can make it work for games then i mean to be honest with you it does well, I I guess it's Sony prob- have been doing it for a while. They have they? PlayStation Now. I mean, you've got the Stadia coming into the market now. I mean, Apple is slowly making what the hell is it called? That Apple Arcade thing. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, no. Apple Arcade is a a subscription service where instead of playing for individual apps, you pay subscription to Apple, and then they give you they serve you up certain games. Okay. But I mean. Who knows? Who knows if it'll even be around physical hardware? I mean, looking at Johnny Ive leaving Apple uh, this week, Mm. I I think that perhaps says a lot that Apple is perhaps going to move into services rather than products. Like if if you've got a guy who is so instrumental to how you used to run your business, and even my mum had said that apparently Apple weren't looking at like iterative items the same way they have been with like new iPads every year or whatever, is apparently on the news. Don't quote me on that. This is my mum talking about technology. Sorry, mum. But, you know, potentially a lot of these companies are starting to get into like, okay, is cloud services our thing? Is subscription services the new model in which we need to run our business because people don't necessarily want to buy new technology every year and yet still there's that dedicated following who only buy physical games yeah i mean and you, we are among them i'm often surprised how many games which you think will be digital only get physical releases nowadays mm-hmm. and you don't always know they've come out because they've not had that same sort of hoo-ha behind them as as a big release no so uh i don't think physical games are going to die i do though Honestly, I think physical games well, you is something to, to that's To get a tied. physical game, do you think you'd have to get it from some like limited run or uh, I, one of I the other... I imagine it'll be limited run on one of the other countless many people who are doing who that. Do special reserve or... Uh, there's quite a there's few, tons, isn't man. There? Yeah. I mean, like even things like I Am 8-Bit now do releases of stuff. Retro-Bit even release older games like our type i mean even limited run now i mean i missed oh, yeah, out star on it wars. unfortunately but the star wars cartridges released on the kind of backings are a good example of that and then they become more collector's pieces than well i mean they are made to be collector's pieces right but the thing is if you got that you wouldn't necessarily take the game out would oh, you because you could get it. the cartridge for next to nothing star wars for the game boy is one of the, like star the wars most for the affordable game. games because it's not very good <laughs> um hey i 
I'm saying it as I see I'm it. I'm buying the episode one Racer Revenge, though. I mean, I don't blame you because you like that game a lot. I like that game. But also, like, I think we are the last generation who likes physical games, Tom. Honestly, I... Yeah. Well, I, I don't like having to get up and change discs when I play video games. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're, <laughs> then... a, you're a strange person who's like, oh, I'll buy this on the Xbox because I don't have to delete it on my hard drive. You really like that ease of use, which has never bothered me that much. Hmm. But I honestly, I I am actually considering the next generation of games to perhaps go digital only because, yes, at the but moment... But then you'd always be waiting for sales, I think, because when they come out, I can never justify that. That amount of money. And essentially you're getting the same thing, but it feels like I'm being swindled slightly because I'm yeah. not getting that extra box and disc. But what is that box and disc, Tom, in this day and age? It like, means you own it, I guess, and one they can't just take it away from you at the drop of the hat. That that's uh, you yeah. know you can disconnect from the internet and use your disc maybe. Yeah, you can. That 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 I think is a comfort for a lot of people. But I think in this day and age, what is that disc version of the game? Like if you play, it isn't much. If is you it? were to play No Man's Sky. It doesn't run if you just to disc. pop the disc in for No Man's Sky now, it would be a very different game from yes. No Man's Sky yeah, that yeah. you would be able to enjoy otherwise. Yeah. Like, and you're installing the game to the hard drive anyway. Yeah. The disc is there as it's still gonna an unlocked It's still going to download an update. Uh, it's still going to do all the these other have things. Games, yes, an awful lot. And so Maybe we just don't play modern games, Matthew. But that would be a terrible shame. I mean, I've because there's I've a lot of innovation. There's a lot of innovation, exciting things still happening within video games, even though sometimes it doesn't seem like it. No, but I, yeah. to be honest, that's the thing. Like I, I've had this conversation a lot with people mm. recently, where they're like, "Oh yeah, but you play loads of games," and I'm like, oh, "Actually, I play less games now than you probably think I do." Yeah. And then they ask why, and I say, "Well, I brought this up on this podcast many times, like." Unless it is something for me that really pushes uh, how stories are told in games, for example, in Neuro Automata, how it expands upon the sandbox of open worlds like Breath of the Wild, or if it does just something new and quirky and totally different the way that something yeah. like a Katamari does, then I'll be there for that because I really like seeing the medium come on in leaps and strides. I'm also there for a good story. That's why I'm playing the Yakuza games, even though I am feeling a bit fatigued with just running around Kamarucho and beating people up in the same way that I always do. Mm. I do love to see innovation in games as a medium because I think it's incredible and it offers something that no other no other genre of entertainment yeah. can. And when you can innovate Tetris, that goes to show there's yes. still ways to innovate within uh, gaming because Tetris Effect is a prime example, I think, of an experience of Tetris you've never had before you take a game that's essentially been the same thing yeah <laughs> forever whether you or present not it's got it, different music or you not you present it in such a way because it is a transcendent sort of experience yes um effect. so uh it, yeah it's very interesting to see what's going on in the world of gaming and what will happen in the future it is um <laughs> yeah i i'm more there for experimental games and things that are trying things yeah. new now because oh. like i said God of War is all well and good. I'm very curious to see how the story ends, but I... I You'd rather watch the movie. I could quite easily live my life without knowing, you know There will I mean? be a movie. Oh, there? I'm sure there Sony will. Sony have got their own uh, film studio now. I mean, they, yeah. let's see if Uncharted ever gets released. But, yeah. you know... I mean, they'd be like big summer blockbusters. God of War, Uncharted, to name just a couple of uh, Sony's big... I would argue Fantastic. that perhaps even Uncharted would be a better film than it would a game, but that's its own kettle of fish. Well, there you go. 
yeah, let's see, Tom Barry. Let's see what the future holds. I'm, I'm positive still, but also I'm aware that it takes a lot of money to make a game, and also I assume it takes a mm. lot of time, energy, and passion to make something like a Breath of the Wild. That perhaps most studios and their like, hey, three-year cycles and everything else probably don't have the time to do. I think. Yeah. Much like the Game Boy Tom Parry, I think the true innovation will come from small studios that aren't that encumbered to budget that can take risks. But I think those studios are becoming fewer and fewer because those small games mm. don't tend to earn the amount of money that, say, a Call of Duty would. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. On that wonderfully profound note, I guess we should end this podcast. Unless you have anything more to say. I'm good. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> right, if you like this podcast, uh, you can find us in a variety of places on twitter.com at TMACast, Tom at TomParry11, and myself at GameBoyle. You can also listen to it in a variety of places such as TomAmatAttack.com forward slash podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, BlastProcess.com as well. While you're in iTunes, why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe? Let us know you're listening. Anything from you this week, Tom Parry, on the YouTubes, or are you blast processing a break while you're here? There's a load of stuff now from Revival. We talked about it on last time's episode, Revival, the fantastic retro games event. Now all the videos are up, yep. so if you want to check out what the event looks like and decide whether you want to go next year or not, then head over to Blast Process uh, YouTube channel and uh, you can take a look at that. Grand. Well, to find out more about the spe ZX Spectrum next, if that's your thing. If you're old enough to remember the Spectrum and want uh, the modern-day equivalent. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I will be uploading a video, hopefully, by the end of the week, because <gasps> wow. tis July, Tom Parry, and Julicense yeah. must be a tier License games. Yeah, well, I, I love them. Uh, as I mentioned last week, I played Godzilla Coon, uh, which is yes, um, very cute. very cute Godzilla game um, by Toho. Uh, came out in 1990. And comparing it to the English release because the Japanese one's better. Um, but other than that, I don't know what else I'm going to play this month. I'll perhaps do something with the, the footage I shot for May forward, but then didn't have time to do anything with. But let's see how it goes. Well, I will keep my eyes peeled to Game Boil on yes, YouTube. On the YouTubes. Um, other than that, though, I, I guess I'll play some more Judgment and I'll let you know what I think on next week's Tom We look forward to hearing Matt's uh, final Judgment on Judgment. Hey, and there we have a name of the podcast. Okay, <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody. What do we tell them, Tom Parry? Game on! Damn right we do. Game on!